Once again, we welcome everyone to our summer series this Wednesday night. We're so excited that you're here tonight, and I'm excited. It's my privilege to introduce our speaker to you this evening. Ralph Williams Sr. is here with us. I think Brother Williams was here two years ago, if I remember right. Um, spoke on our Wednesday night summer series, and uh, you guys responded really well to him and told me how well. I think I was, I was, I was out of town, I think, when he spoke, but I uh, heard good things about his lesson. And I'm so glad he agreed to come back and speak to us once again. Um, Brother Ralph Williams Sr. has been married to Von Seal Creighton for 48 years. And his sweet wife is here with him tonight. They have two adult sons and three grandchildren. He attended Faulkner University. He uh, worked for a few years at the Sand Valley Church of Christ in Aniana. And then he has served the Avondale Church here in Birmingham as youth minister and associate minister. And for the last few years as minister of that congregation he loves teaching and preaching the word of god he's got um some family with him and they got to meet his little great great uh one great one. great granddaughter <laughs> just one great his great granddaughter his grandson's here his wife's here uh, other folks i'm i think from the avondale church yes, folks from the congregation i'm so excited that all of you are here and i appreciate you coming brother Ralph. come speak to us Let me just say good evening to everyone. It's good to see all of you who are out on this evening, and, and I appreciate the opportunity again to come and stand before you and, 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 and say something about the Word of God. Amen? Uh, I am, uh, by uh, tradition, uh, uh, what's called a, uh, a short-winded preacher. Uh, it always draws that kind of... <laughs> Um, we, have, we have a saying at Avondale every Sunday. We call uh, each Sunday Short Sermon Sunday. Uh, you can verify that by some of the Avondale members on tonight. Just wait till I leave, amen? Do not ask them while I'm here. Uh, it's good to be with you again uh, and, and meet your wonderful minister. Um, uh, he was out of town, I think, the last time uh, we came. And um, it's just so good to be invited back to be with you once again. Um, it is my intentions tonight to preach the word of God. Um, that's what I believe in, and that's what I will do. I believe that the word of God is right. It is true. It's the, the, his word is not some old relic we put on the shelf and just put it out on Wednesday and Sundays. I believe it is our God to go by each and every day of our lives. Amen. I want to thank the Avondale members for coming out on tonight and, uh, and um, with especially uh, my wife and, and my grands and, and great-grand. And, and uh, good to see Brother Bush. He's, uh, he was a former minister there at the Avondale Church. We call him the living legacy. And uh, he's a preacher's preacher, amen? Uh, what I've come to realize that preachers need someone to talk to. Preachers need someone to go to also. Because we have so many people coming to us, we have to have someone to go to. And he is that person. I appreciate him so very, very much for that. Uh, if you have your Bibles on tonight, um, I want to study uh, a little while uh, from the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, 1 Samuel, uh, uh, um, probably the 16th and the 17th chapter. Uh, so, so we have a long ways to go. Uh, I'm, I'm not on, on slate for next Wednesday, am I? So I got to finish tonight, amen. So, so, so what we'll do, what we'll do on tonight, we'll kind of take an elevated look uh, uh, at the book of 1 Samuel. 
uh, the, the 16th, dealing primarily with the uh, 16th chapter, and our contextual value will come from uh, the 17th chapter of the book of Samuel. It is a uh, familiar story to most of us uh, concerning uh, 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 a ruddy youth by the name of David and this humongous guy by the name of Goliath. Amen? And it's, 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 it's a story where God is intervening on David's behalf just like he intervenes on all of our behalves. On tonight, I want to uh, speak to you on the subject of the incredible God we serve. The incredible God we serve. God is incredible. The word incredible is a word that simply means that, that when something is, is so extraordinary, uh, until it's just hard for us to fathom, hard for us to believe what we're seeing or what we're hearing is true. And if you were to put God on that plateau, you will, you will see or you will be mindful of it's hard to understand some of the things that God does for us. I don't understand why God blesses me each and every day. I don't understand sometimes why I'm still living because of some of the things that I've done in this world. But I thank him for it, even though I don't understand it, I thank him for it and I certainly believe that he is an incredible God. And, 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 and sometimes when I, when I think about the things that he does, uh, a God is omniscient. He, he, he uh, knows all. He's, he, he, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. He's um, omnipotent. That means uh, he's all-powerful. You know what they say? They say it's, uh, it's estimated at seven, that there are seven billion people worldwide. Seven billion people. And this incredible God that we serve, do you not know that each and every morning he has to raise seven billion people? Do you know each and every day he has to feed seven billion people? Do you not know that he's got to check on their going and their coming to keep them safe? Do you not know that all the prayers that have been prayed, uh, that he has to honor or say no to those prayers? Imagine being over seven billion people. Now, he's got to raise the sun. He's got to bring out the moon. He's got to do all. He's got to keep us cool. He's got to keep the uh, our temperature where we won't burn up. God is simply incredible. And then it is reported that there not only are seven billion living people, uh, uh, there's reported that uh, uh, over 200 million uh, uh, women who are pregnant that means an additional 200 uh, million people that he has to care for. He's got to care for each one of those mothers, uh, uh, future mothers going through their uh, 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 pregnant season. He's got to care not only for them, he has to care for the child. He is incredible. And then, and then, it is reported that in 2000, uh, uh, 2016, that over 56 million people died. Now, you multiply that times three, you're looking at 160 million people who have died in the last three years. Now, this incredible God has to make sure that out of all those deaths, he has to send the right people to the right place. 
He's never made a mistake. He's got to send some to the right. He's got to send some to the left. He's got to send some to a place of torment and some to a place of paradise. He is an incredible God. And, and, and on tonight, I want to look at some of these uh, uh, incredible things about God because if we are God's children, if we are who we say we are, then we are incredible also. And so I want to give you three objectives tonight and, and hope that you will ponder them and, and, and study a little bit more on them. Our, 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 our principal person on tonight will be primarily David. And I want you to see in this, in this story on tonight uh, some, some habits of David, some traits of David. Number one, David was an incredible worker. He was an incredible worker. He had, he had incredible work ethics. And then I want you to see uh, uh, the magnificence of David. I want you to, I want you to see the, the incredible confidence that David had. You know, in this world, you're going to need some confidence. You're going to need, you're going to need, uh, uh, when you go certain places that you may not know anyone, you're going to need some confidence in yourself by way of God. And then I want you to see the incredible God that David served. And if we can get to those objectives tonight, uh, 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 we, we will have done a gigantic job because it's all the way through the 17th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. How many of you, how many of you, how many of you have heard of the, uh, 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 the, the superheroes called the Incredibles? Uh, a few of you, okay, all right, all right. Well, the Incredibles was a family uh, that had a, a, a dad who was super strong. It had a, had a mom that uh, she was uh, 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 elastic. She could, she could uh, stretch all the way around this building, and, and, and then at the appropriate time, she just spring back just like she was. And then they had one uh, daughter who, was, uh, who could form a, a, a super powerful shield and protect everybody. Then they had a son uh, uh, who could run at supersonic speed. Now, if that wasn't enough, they had another son who he had, uh, he was just uh, all kind of powers. Now, now in this family, uh, 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 you got to look at some traits of the family. Number one, uh, they were a family who looked out for one another. And that's what uh, a God's family should do is look out for one another. Amen. When we look out for one another, we get to an incredible stage uh, spiritually. And what's seeming uh, uh, to happen here is that we don't want to be a hero, superheroes for the Lord. If you had the opportunity to become a superhero, which one would you be? Would you be Superman? Would you be Batman? Well, that's back in my day. Let me come on up to uh, some of your days. Oh, I forgot about the Green Lantern. How many of you remember the Green Lantern? Okay, all right. All right, how about, how about uh, uh, the Avengers? How about uh, Black Panther? These are superheroes of today. It is said that uh, if you had, uh, a survey was done on 
having uh, superhero powers. And uh, they gave the audience several choices of powers uh, they could choose from. One of them was uh, uh, the, the, the power to read other folks' minds. Wouldn't you like to have that? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to I see what you're saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wouldn't you like to have that capacity, the ability to read somebody's mind? Then the, then the next one was um, a super strength. How many of you, with the, if the minister needs something, the pews move here, he could just call on a certain brother or a certain sister, and they just come in one effort and just move a pew all over the building? Now that, huh? How about flying? How many of you would, would love to have the ability to fly? How many of you would love to be clairvoyant when you can uh, look over and see things that doesn't exist yet? Well, you want to know the number one answer? To fly. The audience, the, the number one answer, well, if I could be a superhero, my superpower would be to fly. Well, you don't have that, but you can be a superhero for God. You can have miraculous powers for God. And I don't know, I don't know what is so fascinating about these superheroes because we know that the power they possess uh, 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 is really not true. We know that, that it, it, it's humanly impossible for a man to lift a bus. We know it's humanly impossible for a man to stop in front of a, 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 a locomotive and stop it. We know that's impossible, but we still fantasize about having these type powers. When the new movie comes out, we flock to see them, even though we know we don't have those kind of powers. But I want to invite you tonight to come go with me and discuss a young man who had superhero powers. But it was because he was a child of God. Are y'all with me on tonight? So if we can study that for a little while, then the lesson will be yours. I want you to look at First uh, 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 Samuel, uh, chapter number 16. We'll start there. And I want you to look at our first objective on tonight. Uh, uh, it says, uh, uh, the first, on our first topic, that uh, David uh, was an incredible worker. He had incredible work ethics. And in, in 1 Samuel, chapter number 16, and, and in verse number 11, watch this now. And Samuel said unto Jesse, uh, 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 Are all thy children here? And he said, There remained yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. So David's job was to keep the sheep. If we are going to make it to heaven, it won't, we, it won't be because we are lazy. If we are Christians, we will have to work uh, and do those things that are commanded by the Lord to do. So the Bible says this young man, number one, he was a worker. If we are parents and we have uh, 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 children in our homes, there's nothing wrong with teaching them how to work. If they know how to work, they'll keep, it'll keep them out of a lot of the things that they get, to, get into into the world. So number one, he says, he's keeping the sheep. And then number two, I want you to see in this, in these, in these verses that uh, 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 Jesse, who was David's uh, father, he knew what David was. How many of you, not you, but some people you know, don't know what their children are? 
if we knew where our children were, then a lot of the things that are going on out there in the world, we can control some of that by just knowing where our children were. And how do I know he knew where uh, David was? Watch this. In verse number 12, the Bible says, and he sent and brought him in. Now, how can he sit and get him if he didn't know where he was? And so Jesse was a man who believed in godly principles. And when you believe in something, you should instill that in your children. So, so parents, we should instill in our children godly principles. And one of those is to work. We need to teach them how to work so we can have those kind of principles. Amen? We need to teach them uh, 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 to, do, to do godly work and to do our work right. Now, in the story tonight, this giant that, that David is going to face, I realize in this world that all of us have giants in our lives. We have giant-sized problems. Some of you in this audience tonight, you are facing a problem that you don't know what to do with it. I'm going to invite you tonight to give it over to the Lord because he's the only one that can put things in perspective in your life. And when you give them over to the Lord, they're going to turn out all right. And so in this lesson, here's this guy, uh, Israel and the Philistines set up to go to war. Philistines on this side of the valley, Israel on this side of the valley. And they are preparing to go to war and, 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 and fight to the end. I want to show you a principle in here that I believe that if we were to use this principle today, we have less wars. Because what I found out is, is that the people who start the wars don't actually go to war. You'll say amen in a minute. But look at verse, look at verse number 8. Look at verse number 8. In chapter number 17. Now here's, here's Goliath. The Bible says, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And ye servants of Saul? Watch this now. Choose you what? A man. Not an army. A man. Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and kill me, uh, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants. So what is he proposing? Is that Saul and Goliath fight. You don't have to send all our children to war. You don't have to send everybody to war. If we had the, the presidents of our nation go and fight the president of another nation, the war wouldn't last very long. We'd be back here and the war would be over. So we could instill these principles. Sometimes we wouldn't go to war. We back down, amen. And so, and so, and so, going on that that that, that the Philistines and, and 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 the Israelites about to go to war, and then David comes on the scene. David comes into the 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 
the, uh, uh, the battlefield where his brothers are, and he's, he's, he's wanting to know what's going on. And here's a young man. He comes and he sees this giant. They say he was about nine feet tall. Pretty big guy, huh? You, you know, Shaq was 7'4", and, uh, and uh, I'm about six feet. So that means Shaq is about uh, uh, a foot and a half taller than me, and Goliath two feet taller than him. This guy's a big guy. And it says David was a little ruddy guy. But David didn't mind fighting this giant because he was a child of God. And when you are going through things in your life and you have God on your side, it doesn't matter how large the object is you're going up against. If you have the Lord, Everything's going to be all right. Now, David realizes that he's in a battle. And look at verse, I want you to look at verse number uh, uh, 25. Look at verse number 25. And, and the men of Israel said, Have you seen the man that is come up? Surely to, to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches. Y'all see that? So now, here I am, a sheep herder. Every morning I got to get up and go out there in the midst of these sheep. And you know, sheep are not the easiest thing to tend. You know, they're dumb. You got to lead them to the water to drink. If they get lost, you got to go find them. So now here is David's opportunity to come up in life. You know how you, know how you have an a, a entry-level job and you hear that another job is opening? Pay, the benefits are, are more. Uh, the pay is more. Well, here's what David hears. David hears an opportunity to move up in life. How many of us, if you got the opportunity, would you move up? Sure you would. Listen at, these, listen at these benefits that was offered with the job. He said, he said uh, that, that this man is come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, number one, the king going to make him rich. Anybody want to be rich? Maybe you already are, so it doesn't matter. And will give him his daughter. Wow. And make his father's house free in Israel. So here are some fringe benefits that David heard that, that motivated him to say, you know what? I believe I can fight this guy. But you're going to find out that the fringe benefits were one thing, but God on his side made the difference. Let's look at David's confidence. I want you to look at verse number 31. Look at verse number 31. And when, Dave, and when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. Verse number 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Look at the confidence of David. 
when you have God on your side, you're not afraid of anything. When you have God fighting your battles, that means you're going to win. It, mean, it may seem as though you're losing, but with God, you're going to win. Watch this now. I want you to see when you have the confidence like David had, then you're going to have some haters in your life. Look at verse number 33. Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Now, for a lot of us, we will allow that to validate us. But David said, you're not going to validate me because I'm a child of God. I know who God is, and I know what God has done for me. And a lot of times when we go out into the world, we forget who we are, and we forget to take God with us. But David never forgot God. I want you to see in verses, I think it's 34 through 37, one of the most impressive resumes that I've ever read. When you're going to apply for a job, you got to look your perspective higher in, right in the eye. And don't take a defeatist attitude. Go in there with confidence. This is what I tell uh, 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 our teenagers and our uh, young people at Avondale. When you're going to apply for something, look them in the eye. Because you have all the confidence, you have all the ability to perform this job. You just got to have enough confidence in yourself. Watch this resume. Verse number 34, after David, uh, after Saul had told David that you can't go out there. You're fighting a fighting machine. And David said unto Saul, thy servant, who has kept his father's sheep. And while I was out there keeping his sheep, there came a lion. Is that in your Bible? Not only did there come a lion, and there also came a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. But watch David. Now, let me put out a disclaimer right now. I'm not telling you you got to go out and run down a lion and a bear. That's David's resume. Didn't have to be your resume. David was seeking a job of a giant killer. And in order to kill a giant, you had to have an, an, an impressive resume. And so David said, a bear and a lion came and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him. Not only did I go out after him, but I killed him. And I delivered the lamb, or, or delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Now, how many of you, if a lion took anything you had, 
how many of you would go after it? Or how many of you? Let's bring it a little closer. How many of you would go over to the Birmingham Zoo and tell the lion keeper, let me in with the most ferocious lion that you have? I think not. But David had done these things as a youth. So he was ready, he was confident to do what God wanted him to do. Are y'all with me? Watch it. Let's go on. Let's go on. I'm about there. So he says, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Watch this. Seeing that he openly defiled the armies of the living God. It is people of God's responsibility to teach the world about God. It is our responsibility to go out into the world and teach sinners about God. And so this man who knew not God, David is taking God to him and going to slay him because of his defiant attitude against God. Watch this. And then when you know who you are, don't let someone else tell you different. What's happening with a lot of our young folks is that the world is trying to tell them to do what the world does. And when they try to stand for God, they get kicked down and ostracized and talked about. But here was a young man that would not let anyone else validate who he is. He is a man of God, and he came to do God's will. Watch verse number 38. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. In verse number 38, Saul wanted David to put on his armor to go and fight Goliath. In essence, what he was trying to do with David was saying, when you go and fight Goliath, you'll look like me. When the armies see you going and fighting Goliath, you have my armor, and so now I can get some of the glory in you fighting Goliath. But David says, not so. I killed a lion. I killed a bear. And I will kill this uncircumcised. For when your children come home and they're trying to entertain, uh, trying to imitate the world, you tell them 
You don't need to imitate the world. You have God on your side. Go out into the world and look and act like God. Act like who you say that you are. A child of God. So David had confidence in himself. And then the last objective tonight, I want you to see that uh, David served an incredible God. I want you to look at verse number 45. Verse number 45. Then said David unto the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. You remember when, when Saul said, told David that he was but a youth, but this man has has been a warrior from his youth. This man know how to fight. He knows how to kill. But he didn't know God. David knew God. And when you know God, it makes a difference. And so he says here, yeah, you got this big old spear. And you got this humongous shield. But David says, I come to you, or I come to thee, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you has defiled. We're living in a world that constantly defiles the name of God. We as children of God need to stand up for God. We as children of God should have the confidence of David so when sin comes at us like this humongous giant came at David, we can stand in the name of the Lord and refuse to bow down to the atrocities that are going on in this world in which we live. Because contrary to popular belief, God is still in control. I don't care what you're in and what you're going through. Watch David. David says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. And watch what David says in verse number, number 26. Not tomorrow, not next month, not next year, but he said, this day will the Lord deliver. You know, you know uh, uh, th that word deliver is, is good and is a, it's, it's available unto us through the term called salvation. Salvation is how God delivers us now. And, 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 and salvation says not only will God deliver you, but God is able to protect you. Not only was God able to deliver uh, 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 this giant Philistine into the, uh, uh, the hands of David, but he was able to protect David. And that's why I serve God, because not only is he able to save me, he's able to protect David says, this day, y'all got any problems you need healing right now? Y'all got any situations you need God to take care of right now? You got anything that you're facing that when you leave here, you got to go back and face it again, and you need God to help you through it? Well, he's still waiting on you. All he wants you to do is step up in his name and defy the world and stand up for him. 
Let me read that. He says, This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and unto the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I want you to know tonight that there is a God in Hoover. There is a God in Birmingham. There is a God in Irondale. There is a God in Avondale. Wherever his people are, there is Application verse, verse number 47, verse number 47. When God, do, when God does things for us, David says, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. People of God, the same God is available to you. All you have to do is rely on him. Put him first in your life and allow him to go before you wherever you go. I invite you to go home and much um, other points in here that I couldn't get to and have time to get to. But it's a very interesting chapter dealing with the life of David. It helps our young people, it helps our older people remember who God is. And I invite you on tonight to continue to trust in God. May God bless you. I appreciate you listening to me on tonight as I expounded upon the word of God. Let us pray. Wise and eternal God, we bow our heads unto your holy, your reverent, and your divine name. I thank you on tonight for this congregation, for sitting and listening to the word of God. I thank you for your servant, Brother Webster, here, that works with this wonderful congregation. Lift him up, Father, and Continue to allow this church to go about teaching your holy and divine word. I thank you, Father, for our working together for the common cause. Because you have said in your word, there is no difference between us and them. Thank you for the mindset of working together as one people. Now, Father, I'm asking you to bless this congregation in a mighty way that they will continue to have the mindset to put on events such as this. Go with them and continue to bless them. Bless the Avondale Church, Father, that uh, meets in the Avondale community. Bless it that it will be a, 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 a ray of hope and a beacon of light for a, dark, a darkened generation. We're asking that you bless us all, that we will be 
better people for your namesake. Go with us and keep us. For we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and who is our Savior, that we said, Amen.